Part 3. Maintaining Prowess. And so we return back to the Venetian arsenal in the 12th century, where, with their newly attained power, the Venetians knew full well that they had a lot of work that lay ahead of them if they were to maintain the empire that they had built. Whilst the arsenal is said to have originated sometime in the 12th century, the first documented source of the shipyard comes from a century later. According to the antique manuscript, the arsenal consisted of a pair of boatyards, or squarey, that were built along a dock that connected to the San Marco Basin. A series of walls encircled the site, and by the time Dante mentioned it in his legendary work, the arsenal was home to caches of naval tools, repair shops, boatyards and defensive buildings. This, however, was only the tip of the iceberg. Within the boatyards, which were run by craftsmen known as Squarioli, a new form of ship was being mass-produced in a way that would make Henry Ford envious. Nevertheless, the Venetians quickly developed various types of vessels to suit the needs of their clients. First, there was the galley, a long slim warship that was to be manned by dozens of men on two rows within the lower decks of the bow. These first galleys navigated the seas with the help of only one square sail, but later models would soon adopt the infamous triangular sail that we imagine today. Aside from this, the cog, a merchant warship, reminiscent of the medieval roundship and harnessed by traders for their speed and capacity, was crucial in transporting high volumes of cargo. These two also had square sails but would soon be replaced by two short masts. This ship was so popular that Denmark replaced a fleet of a thousand ships with the Venetian vessels. Nevertheless, around this time, another vessel was established which would become one of the most iconic images of Venice. That is, the gondola. Unlike the sleek curved body many tourists may see today, the original 13th century gondola was far more bulky and required 12 oarsmen. By the 16th century, they had become so over-engineered with decoration that Venetian authorities had to step in on the level of aesthetic design allowed on these small vessels. By the end of the 13th century, shipbuilding was therefore no longer just a hobby for the Venetians, but rather a highly profitable industrial enterprise. From the 1290s, the Doges commissioned warships that would accompany galleys along trade routes to ensure heightened security within its empire. The presence of these warships proved worthwhile as in the 1300s, Venetian convoys tackled Genoese trading routes by the English Channel and North Sea, which allowed them access to the Hanseatic League, also called the Hansa, which was an organisation founded by North German towns and German merchant communities abroad to protect their mutual trading interests. Because of such a conflict with Genoa, a new extension of the arsenal was created which could manufacture a further 80 ships per year. New factories in the southern portion of the arsenal were erected to further cope with the production of oars, anchors and sails. This cluster became known as the Campania, and they were so important to the Doge that they were even privy to secret information in the palace. 
It was only in the 14th century when the Arsenal, that the Arsenal dipped their toes into weaponry. The first weapons produced in Venice were standard axes, spears or swords, but early Venetians favoured the crossbow above all and it became a mandatory requirement to have undergone crossbow training at some point. This all changed, however, when firearms were introduced. And in 1370, the medieval bombard, an archaic cannon, was produced and all naval warships fitted with them. For the first half of the 1400s, however, this interest in weaponry grew exponentially. Unlike others, the Venetians saw great potential in firearms despite their issues with accuracy and efficiency. As such, they ensured to, to use guns in battles and sieges. <clears throat> and to remedy the issues, the Arsenal craftsmen were hard at work to revolutionise the rep weaponry and incorporate guns into warfare. They built, for instance, maces with concealed guns hidden on their handles. We also see the creation of sword guns, hatchet guns, and the origins of the modern revolver. Guns were even incorporated into carriages to build what was sort of a proto-tank. Although they were more intrigued by guns than convinced on their use, it did pay off. In 1436, the highly regarded goldsmith was granted permission from the German government to undertake an apprenticeship at Venice where he poured over the firearm schematics. This would assist in aiding Germany to become one of the forerunners in artillery at the time. In the latter half of the 15th century, the importance of modernization in warfare registered with the Venetians, and as such, gunsmiths, foundries and other foreign weapon makers were hired in their hundreds. Contemporary sources described the weapon displays of the arsenal as exquisite and had the potential to equip thousands of men and horses for battle. In the 15th century, the arsenal was considered the world's largest industrial complex, which housed 3,000 workers. Equally, the Venetians held 3,300 primed warships with 36,000 sailors who could defend any and all asset across the empire. It seemed as though nothing could stand in the way of the Venetian empire. And as we leave the medieval era, we shall see how the Venetians coped with the pursuit of modernization in the future.